You're listening to Queer Travel Chat by Too Bad Tourists. Hey guys, welcome back to Queer Travel Chat. My name is Austin. I am your host and joined with me every week is David. Hello, hello. And this week on Queer Travel Chat, we are talking with two Brazilian bloggers um, who used to live in Barcelona. They're now based in Brazil and Sao Paulo. And we are going to chat with them all about Barcelona's queer scene and just learn a little bit about uh, what they do on their blog, learn a little bit about themselves and just um, some of their travel, um, favorite things they like to do when they travel. Okay, but before we do that, um, I have a couple quick facts about Barcelona for you. Okay, so but before you do that, I have a couple quick facts about Colin. So, oh, sorry. Just <laughs> a reminder, if you're new to Colin, Colin is a social podcasting app. So that basically means we are creating this podcast live. You can listen live. You can join into the conversation. You can even submit questions um, just by clicking the phone icon in the app itself, and we'll we'll add you to the caller queue, and we can take your questions at any time. Um, so please don't hesitate to do that. We want this to be interactive. So, uh, and also at the bottom right-hand corner, there's little emojis and emoticons. You can give us a thumbs up, thumbs up, thumbs down, whatever else. There's a bunch of stuff in there. So have fun with it. Uh, and David, now you can tell us your interesting Okay, now are you ready? Okay. Yeah, let's go. Uh, did you know that the first gay organization in Spain was uh, founded in Barcelona in 1970, and it was called the Spanish Homosexual Liberation Movement, <laughs> or in Spanish, El Movimiento Español de Liberación Homosexual. Well, I did not know that. <laughs> How about that name? Uh, Do you like that name? It's very literal translation. <laughs> it's a very literal <laughs> translation. It's 1970, uh, which I thought was interesting. Thank you, Wikipedia. And my second fact, did you know uh, the first Axel Hotel was opened in Barcelona in 2003? And for those of you who don't know, Axel Hotel is an LGBT plus focused hotel that describes itself as hetero friendly. Did you know? I absolutely knew that. Do you know its other locations? Uh, Gosh, there's probably eight locations. I think now there's three countries. There's Spain, there's the U.S. and uh, Germany. They're in Berlin, they're in San Sebastian, they're in Barcelona, they're in, they're opening up, I think in Valencia, they're opening up some other locations, they're in Miami. Yeah, so I know okay, quite so a few. You, so you knew one I'm a little two familiar, of I'm a little cool familiar facts. with them. I'm a little familiar with them. <laughs> okay, so we'll get more into Barcelona later, and, uh, but you want to tell us about a music festival that's happening? Yeah, so just quickly before we start the conversation with Gabby and Fabia, um, if you've been following our social media the past few days and today about two hours ago, we just want to mention that there is a cool new LGBT music festival that is taking place in Porto, Portugal, uh, from July 1st to July 3rd. And we're super excited because we got invited to join as ambassadors for, for that event. And there's some really cool artists who are going to be performing, both queer artists and, and allied artists. Um, some of our favorites. Are you going like... <laughs> Iggy Azalea, Tadra Call, Melanie C, uh, Drag Race UK's Bimini Bamboulash. I cannot wait to see all these artists. There's a lot more. They're going to announce more uh, as time goes on. If you want tickets, you can go to lgbtmusicfestival.com and look for tickets. Um, I'm excited also just to go back to Porto because it is just an amazing city to Porto be in. Porto is a beautiful city. Yeah, so, so to have an excuse to go back. Yeah, is, make, mark your calendar. Mark your calendar for July. Uh, we hope to see you there. 
Okay. Oh, and we're also going to be doing more fun stuff um, regarding the festival on social media later. We're going to do a giveaway also soon. So, stay tuned for that. We're, yeah, we're probably it. even going to do a special call-in episode about it. So stay tuned. All right. And just a reminder, if you like our show, please subscribe to it on Colin. Um, if you want to follow us on social media, we're always at Too Bad Tourists. And uh, if you have any ideas or things you want to see or hear from us on our podcast, you can leave us comments on the, the, on the Colin app or on any of our social media channels. At any point in the show, you can also uh, call in and join the conversation live. Definitely. Okay. So, um, oh, yeah. What are we doing? Let's get into it. Let's <laughs> yeah, talk about so. Barcelona and, and we'll, we'll talk with Gabby and Fabio in a, in a minute here. Okay. So we've been to Barcelona quite a few times because uh, we live in Madrid. So it kind of seems like, um, you know, it's always there's always a reason to go to Barcelona, wouldn't you say? Yeah, it's kind of like one of our default places to, to travel through or to visit. And in particular, one of our favorite little destinations. Sitges. Yay! So we go to Sitges every summer, like all the homosexuals in Spain. Uh, so we're always going through Barcelona if we're not just visiting the city itself. And we love it because, first of all, we love big cities. It's one of the reasons we decided to live in Madrid. Um, but this big city, of course, is on the coast, which is, you know, amazing. Yeah, it's like, a, it's not the capital of Spain, but it's the capital of Catalonia, the region. So it's like kind of a capital metropolitan city, but with, with the beach, which is uh, really awesome. And just great weather, cool architecture. Great food. Delicious food. Good nightlife, lots of events, things happening. The, the coast up and down uh, around Barcelona is beautiful to go visit for day trips. There's lots to do. Um, so we're big fans of it. We're happy to go anytime we can. Uh, but we have, but, yeah. What do we know? We've never actually we've, lived there, we've and we never have two lived there. guest speakers who And that's why we've invited uh, two women who know more about the city than us, and so we're happy to talk to them. Gabby and Fabia, hello. Can you welcome or can you join us? Hi guys, Hi, how are guys. you? Hi, we're good. Thanks for coming Thank on. Thank you so much for joining us on Colin. We're excited to chat with you. Yeah, thanks for having us. So, can you uh, first of all start by telling us a little bit about yourselves and what you do? Okay, I'm, I'm Fabia. And I'm Gabby. We are married since 2014. And more or less, say, at the same time we got married, we started the blog. Yeah. Okay. And we've been traveling around together, like, a lot. <laughs> and the blog started because our friends uh, would ask, oh, we would like to see the pictures and the videos of your travelings. And we thought it was a good way to show them. Uh, what we were doing, and then it became more professional, and now it's like our uh, job. <laughs> yes, our main job. We wow. write in Portuguese mainly because our readers are Brazilian, mm-hmm. um, and we used to. We lived in Barcelona for four years, from 2017 to 2020, uh, and we came back to São Paulo. Uh, well, yeah, in, the of, yeah, in the middle of the pandemic and the chaos. Yeah. And yeah. <laughs> was, was, wow. was the pandemic the reason that you moved back or why did you move back? Yeah. The thing is, um, during the lockdown, we had a lot of time to, to think, think. Yeah, <laughs> as we all did. And then we decided that we felt kind of lonely. We missed our families and our friends and we thought it was a good idea to come back. <laughs> yeah. Well, I guess we should mention, in case not everyone knows, how the lockdown was in Spain, because I guess we all experienced it. Yeah. Yes, it was 48 today yeah. without leaving. 
the apartment. The apartment. Yeah. Like we could only go out for the supermarket to right. buy food, and that was it. It was and, very strict. Yeah, yes. and the supermarket in our case it was just uh, in our building. <laughs> right. Oh, so oh you, my like, god! So for so almost you... two months, you just never left your building. So yeah, of course you had plenty no. of time to to think and <laughs> contemplate yeah, it... the future and opportunities. See, yes, and and change the idea. So yeah. it was difficult. It was difficult. <laughs> well, that's really cool. I actually didn't realize you both like uh, that blogging was was your main full time job. So just first of all, congratulations on that being professional bloggers, or might I even say you're professional lesbians? <laughs> <laughs> yes. I always call myself a professional gay because my job is gay and my life is gay and I'm gay. So <laughs> yes, so but we're very happy to be speaking with two professional lesbians. Yeah. When we started the blog, it was not focused on LGBT travel, but then we realized that people needed information. The girls started asking us, where should we go? What are the best places? Where do you feel safe? Yeah, because even though we were not focusing on queer traveling, uh, we were never uh, In the closet. in the closet. Yeah. So people knew we were a couple and then uh, the public started asking for it. Uh, Mm -hmm. And we realized uh, at that that time we didn't have any LGBTQ travel blogger in Portuguese in Uh in Brazil. Uh, Mm -hmm. I think we're the first and the main lesbian uh, travel blogs in Brazil. So, yeah. Wow. Incredible. And and really, that's what we've also learned in blogging is uh, you want to find your niche. And yeah. You want to you know focus on that, which is great. I don't think we've... Did we mention their website already? Uh, we did in no. the notes, but so uh, I'm going to I'm gonna try it, to pronounce it, which is Estrangeira. Sí, yeah. Estrangeira. Very good. Oh, estrangeira. Okay. Okay. <laughs> I did pretty good. Dot uh, com dot yeah. br. Yeah, dot com dot br. So definitely <laughs> check it out. It's in the show notes if uh, if anyone wants to go check out their website as well as their social media is in the uh, yeah. in the show notes. The meaning uh, is foreigner. Yeah. Foreigner. Okay. Well, and that's actually a really good segue because you were foreigners when you were living in Barcelona. So let's bring it back to that. When did you When did you move to Barcelona, and what what brought you there? Well, first in two thousand fifteen. We took like seven months uh, break and went to study communications in the University of Barcelona. So we fell in love with the city. <laughs> yeah, it, it's so beautiful and it's easy because it's it's kind of for us because São Paulo is huge and there's twenty million people. So for us, it's like a, a small, small town. town. <laughs> But with, <laughs> yeah. it's funny because I just described it as a big city yeah. and for yeah. you it's a small town <laughs> but, but because it feels like a big city because you have all the main concerts great festivals museums there's a lot to do so it's a small city in a way that it's easily to travel you can walk everywhere you can yeah. just use the bicycle but you have everything so it's perfect mm-hmm. <laughs> so, yeah, so you went off. there to so you went there to study, but you just fell in love with the city. Yeah. Yes. So we decided we wanted to live there. So we came back to Brazil and I was in the process to get my Italian citizenship. Oh, so great. Uh, so that was your golden ticket to Europe. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So that <laughs> took another year and a half. So once it was done, we moved to Barcelona. That was January 2017. 2017. 
Amazing. So do you have um, Italian grandparents or? Yes, great, great, great parents. Because yeah, the Italian I, I think that's an interesting thing for great. people to know that as long as you can approve your lineage, if you can prove your, you know, your ancestors are from Italy, you can get the passport. Is that correct? Yes, yes. If it's the paternal line, it doesn't matter how many generations you can get it. It has wow. to be the paternal line? Yes. yes. That's pretty. That seems very <laughs> Oh, my God. That's terrible. <laughs> Yeah, oh it's gosh. very sexy. That That's very crazy. <laughs> it's not okay. Good. So, no. <laughs> okay, so you lived um, in Barcelona for four years. Can you tell us a little bit about the queer scene there? Yes, well, it's great. There's a lot to do, lots of bars, and well, we have a circuit festival that it's mm-hmm. amazing. Like the because there's two versions that the the gay and the lesbian. The gay is a little bit longer. Uh, the lesbians like four uh, days of festivals and it's pretty cool because it's not only a party festival of course you have a lot of parties and uh, gatherings but uh, on lesbian circuit which is actually called girly circuit I remember yeah remember the girly one Uh, it's really focused on culture um, talks workshops and and meetings Sports as well, sports, but the, the 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 gay one also have this. So it's a very complete, not only parties, but like cultural and sports and everything is really really yeah. cool. And I had no idea that they did like a cultural side to the circuit events here. Yeah, yeah. I, I think I knew that for the women, and because to me that makes no, sense. No, no, I feel no. like lesbian women are always more cultural than gay men. We just yeah. take our shirts that, off and go dance at parties. <laughs> That's a fact. But the, the the guys, the men's also have it. Yes. Okay, I didn't know that. It's, it's pretty interesting, yeah. Well, and I'll also, probably be at the party the night before and I'll sleep in. <laughs> <laughs> That's what usually happens. <laughs> so okay, so the, for the circuit party in uh in it's in August, right? Usually in Barcelona. Yeah. Is it just called circuit? Yeah. Circuit festival, yeah. I think circuit it's called festival. for the for the men's and then the women's girly circuit, I think. Girly circuit, right? okay. Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah, and that, they are together. The only thing that the, the guys is two weekends and the entire week, and the girly is usually in the second weekend. Yes, okay. and the party separate, uh, except for the pool. The pool party is everybody together. Yeah. Oh, the big water park, right? Oh, that yeah. is insane. Okay. okay, that's really cool. I, I, I've never seen so many gay people in one night. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, overwhelming. Well, it's funny because David and I are actually going to be in Orlando in June for gay days. And they have a very similar thing there in June where basically all the Disney parks, people like will wear red shirts at the parks. But at night, there's like a lesbian festival. There's a gay festival. There's a bears festival. But then on the Friday, they also have a water park where everyone comes together. So it's it's kind of similar. I've been to that one. Uh, but David will be, it'll be his first time this year. I'm nervous. Yeah. <laughs> so we yeah, know Barcelona is, is very gay friendly. What is it like specifically uh, for the lesbian scene there? Um, before, when we arrived, there was like two bars. Yeah, three there, lesbian bars, yeah, there, I guess. Yeah. There was one that was run by a Brazilian. Oh, oh of all people. Yes. It was super cool. It was called La Soup. But it closed. It closed. Now uh, there's one called Carita Bonita, 
Okay. okay. And there are some parties, but they they are not like every week. They happen like every two weeks or every okay. every month. It depends. And there are some bars that are really focused on gay men and some bars that are more queer. More queer. And then we felt good to be there. But some places we wouldn't feel super welcome. Yeah. Could you, can you remember some of the names that were just kind of more queer? Not necessarily for uh, gay men or not necessarily lesbian? Um, the thing, our favorite was Atomy, but they closed down. They changed the name. I don't know how it's called now. Okay. But we have to check it. Um, museum is a very nice uh, club, very queer club. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And the other one, Moem. It's called Moem. It's also cool. And they're like one block away from, from each other. other. Yes. I guess it's kind of hard too to, to you know, name these places now too because of the pandemic. Yeah. So we have no idea really yeah, yeah. what's still yeah. open and what's not <laughs> since none but of the us thing are there. Is, uh, we have a gay neighbor in Bar- uh, neighborhood in Barcelona, which gay is Champla. Gay Champla. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and you have a lot of gay LGBTQ bars uh, and stores and mm-hmm. saunas in the same neighborhood. Um, so I think mainly we feel okay. Otherwise, uh, I don't know. It, if it's a very specific bear bar, then we wouldn't even get in. But <laughs> yeah. usually yeah. we just go out and have a drink in each bar and just make like a, a gay pub crowd. Yeah. <laughs> Did you live in the gay neighborhood there? Uh, near, not exactly in Gay Champla, but we were like 15 minutes walking. Okay, so you're in the center. And then just for comparison, how would you compare uh, the scene in Barcelona to Sao Paulo? Uh, it's pretty different. But I, I think the really different, you know, Brazilian and Spanish people are different. Yeah. Um, in Sao Paulo, we have like the main LGBTQ pride parade in the world. Uh, and that's pretty amazing. I think you guys should come. You would enjoy a lot. But we don't. Have, list. Yeah, we don't have as many specific bars as you guys do in Europe. In okay. general, but there's a lot of parties and clubs. Uh, I don't know. It's pretty different because the city is huge. It's not concentrated in one neighborhood. But we you, okay. we have a, an area that is the a gay area that it's called uh, Frey Caneca Street that they, it's called Gay Caneca. Okay. And, there's a lot of gay people living around and lots of bars it's cool but i think here's it also very separated like gays and lesbians yeah it's different from like london that there's more uh a little queer. bit more queer and mixed yeah yes well, here is also very separated it's a very interesting, yeah, so the, the topic of, like, separation of men, gay men's culture versus lesbian women, I, I, I'm curious, have you two been to see just before? Yes, yes. yes. Okay, so so we were talking earlier on the show how David and I love Sitges, we go every year, but when you walk the streets of Sitges, it's not equally mixed men and women, it's, there's so no. many more men, and I'm just curious, like, from, from a woman's perspective, like, 
do you feel welcome in that space? Like what, what's your, what's kind of your thought on a place like CJS just in terms of the welcome of the LGBT community? Yeah. Like we don't feel very <laughs> welcomed. It's, I, I would say it's like 99% gay. Right. Men. Yeah. Like we used to go, we, we've been to the parade. Then we've been there like for a weekend to sleep there, but with a gay friend. So we were going out with him. Mm-hmm. Right. But, but it was more like to write about for the blog, but okay. it wasn't. And the city, of course, the city is beautiful. It's, yeah, it's really it's, nice. To go. It's gorgeous little and, beach town. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, enjoy the beach and then go to a bar to drink something. But it's more for gay men. Yeah. Okay, so for, yeah, so that's my follow-up question. For your, your lesbian or bisexual women followers, um, would you recommend Sitges or, or not so much? Maybe there are better destinations around Barcelona? For, like, one night, two days, yes. I think it's worth going. It's nice. Yeah. It's a lovely place. It's fun. But not for to fight for a, a lesbians, not to stay a week. But yeah, a weekend, yeah. yes. Cool. Okay, but so Barcelona, the city itself, is much better than for women. Yeah, yes. totally. And in Barcelona, yeah. we also have two libraries that are feminist and lesbian-focused. So it's pretty interesting because it's more like a culture side of the LGBT scene uh, in Barcelona. And they, both of the libraries are run by lesbians lesbians and one of them is called uh, Liberia Antinos and the other is Complices and both are in Gaysha as well. And one is in Gothic. Uh, yeah, it's true. Antinos is in, in Gothic. And a library Gothic. is a place where you can buy books? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Oh, okay. yeah. No, I think you do can they, like rent. I think you can rent. There? You can rent them. Can you get a drink? <laughs> can you get a drink? Is it secretly a gay bar? <laughs> there could be cruising in some libraries. You know how they No, that's cruising. cool. I love it. That's great that that uh, that you know the feminist-owned uh, businesses around there as well. Yeah, I feel like it, what's what's cool with the lesbian community is what you might lack in the number of uh, women-focused venues, bars, and clubs you make up for it and like just having more of a cultural experience for, for your portion of the community. So um, that's definitely the uh, positive side. And also food. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Very important. Yeah. What could, uh, so we've picked your brain already about, you know, the queer scene and, and being a lesbian in Barcelona, but what about just being an expat in Barcelona? How was that experience? Well, like, I said before, the thing was like feeling lonely. Um, Barcelona is great, but I think there's not as much work as in Madrid, for example. Um, Work-wise, it's a little bit more difficult. And like rent and everything, it's high. Yeah, It's expensive and the, the salaries are not that good <laughs> so yeah that's a it, problem in the whole country <laughs> yes that's complicated and for us i think as because we are brazilians we are latins we are really open and outgoing yeah yeah so it was a little bit difficult for us okay being different mm-hmm. but it's it's a wonderful city like we miss like yeah. being in the 
that is so beautiful. And and it's a city really international, so you have people from all around the world. The world. Uh, we have over there. Uh, we we had a lot of Brazilian friends, and the Brazilian community is huge. Well, not even uh, not just in Barcelona, in Madrid as well, mm-hmm. but and lots of French, Italians, British, a lot. Oh, Venezuela and Argentina, and well, a lot, a, a lot of. A it's lot very of cosmopolitan, so yeah. And the yeah, thing I mean, is, it, even more so than Madrid, I think you have even more Madrid. You get a lot of like a lot more Latin foreigners, but, but but I feel like Barcelona is just from around the world and Europe. Even there's more. Yeah, yeah. and they are quite um, nice because when they see you're a foreigner, they change to Spanish because people usually speak Catalan everywhere. Mm-hmm. It's yeah, which so everything is written in Catalan. They they speak Catalan at home and in school. So, but once they see you're a foreigner, they change to Spanish, which is good, but also bad because we <laughs> wanted to practice Catalan and right. they never understand. <laughs> well, and that was one of the questions we were going to ask you. So, when like before you came to Spain, did you have a level of Spanish? Did you learn it here? And and same with Catalan. I sound like you tried to to learn it. Yes, I did. Uh, I did have a high level of Spanish before because my mother is a Spanish teacher here in Brazil. Uh, but Fabia, she, she knew a little bit, but it was like basic. Yeah, for me it was more difficult. And the thing is because everything is written in Catalan and you hear Catalan most of the time, it's a bit difficult to learn Spanish. Spanish. Yeah. And <laughs> yeah. what happened is that I was mixing the two languages. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Say something, oh, no, that's Catalan. Oh, how am I supposed <laughs> to know? <laughs> uh, but Catalan, no, we've never studied before. It's a pretty different and unique language. <laughs> yeah. And we once we, we arrived, we started studying in the official uh, Catalan center. The good thing is that the government gives free courses, so yes. we can study Catalan for free. Oh, that's cool. Yes. Yeah, that's really nice. So we did like four levels. Yes. That's so good. in the end, yeah, uh, well, Gabby, she was in the university, like taking classes in Catalan. Yeah, my, my wow, kind of <laughs> Yeah, one year and a half. Later. Uh, later, it's not that good anymore. But... <laughs> well, and it's probably not so useful in Sao Paulo anymore. <laughs> no, no, not at all. We're never well, gonna. Yeah. <laughs> Aside from uh, obviously taking classes in Catalan at university, did you oh, then when you would use Catalan? Um, were you using? Because uh, I know they because it's so international. There's a lot of English. So were you using Catalan more Spanish English? Which or because you had Brazilian friends, maybe Portuguese. Everything, everything, really. yeah. <laughs> everything. Like it, it was crazy. It was crazy. Sometimes, like, what the hell I'm saying? <laughs> I, I don't know. Like at home and with Brazilian friends, we would speak Portuguese. Portuguese yes. Uh, with Spanish friends, Spanish, and we would try and ask people, "Can we try Catalan, please?" But they would keep changing. And a lot of our Brazilian friends had like. Uh, 
some partners, I don't know, from France or other countries. So we would speak English, English. to those people. Oh, and it was like, yeah, crazy. crazy. Yeah, that's why I always tell uh, anyone that wants to move to Barcelona to learn Spanish specifically, I say, no, don't do it because it's, <laughs> no. it's far too international. Yeah. No, no. They, and they speak Catalan. so yes. And they speak Catalan, exactly. Yeah, I think it if, if you want to uh, work or if you're qualified to work in a big company they are going to use english a lot in spanish but if you want to live more like a catalan a catalan life then you should should mm -hmm. learn catalan yeah yeah bit. of course that makes sense well we have we have so many questions we want to we want to ask you but we're getting close to time but before we move on to the next topic i just want to well first welcome all of our live listeners i see there are three of you down there so if any uh one of the three of you at any point want to ask a question, um, you can join the caller queue. Just simply click the phone icon in the bottom right-hand corner. We'll be happy to answer your questions, or maybe you have a question for Gabby or Fabio. Please feel free to do that at any time. Um, do you want to do you want to throw one more travel question at them, David, before we start wrapping up the episode? Uh, well, I wanted to ask what you miss most about Barcelona specifically. Uh, the blue sky. Yeah, it's so blue. It usually doesn't rain, it's just blue. And being close to the sea, it's wonderful. And like living in a city that is easy to live in. Yes. <laughs> because yeah. Sao Paulo is huge yeah. and it's too many people and it's crazy, it takes forever to get anywhere. Yes. It's really tiring. <laughs> It's like third world New York. So <laughs> third world New York. I've never heard that before. <laughs> yeah. When you guys come to visit us, you you see what I'm what I'm trying to say. Yeah, we've never we actually passed through Sao Paulo like on a bus stop. We were traveling from Rio to to another place, but we never spent time in this in the city. So okay. it's definitely on the bucket list. Yeah, for sure. Yes. So could we also get your travel expertise? What are some of your um, your go-to travel resources, maybe some apps or websites that you use when you're planning a trip? Well, we, usually we visit other bloggers. We try. <laughs> That's a great yeah. resource. We support that. Do you, yeah. have, do you ever Google yourself on your own blog to look for stuff that you wrote <laughs> a long time ago? Do you? Because we do that too. <laughs> Yeah, we have a post about that. Let's read our post. That's, <laughs> that's funny. That's the design of a good blogger yeah, or yeah, a narcissist. <laughs> a little bit of both. I so follow many uh, queer travel bloggers on Instagram and YouTube. Uh, so I think the main resources are this because then we know the person is talking uh, the real deal. We know mm -hmm. sometimes you try to do a research about a destination on Google and you find an official government website and uh, you read, oh, it's a gay-friendly place. Sometimes it's not true. So we prefer the, the real humans talking about it. Yeah, absolutely. That's much more reliable. Cool. Well, let's let's wrap up the, the conversation here on Barcelona. So if anyone has any questions on Barcelona, feel free to join the, the caller queue. But first, David has, I think, one final question for you. Yeah. Uh, where are you traveling to next? Well, now we have a lot of uh, 
our, our intention is to, is to travel in Brazil because we created the blog in 2014 and then we, we moved to Europe. So we traveled mm -hmm. a lot mm -hmm. in Europe and we haven't, like Brazil is huge. And like, we know a lot of the Northeast of Brazil, the beautiful beaches, but there's a lot to know. So now we are focusing in Brazil. So we've just been to Florianópolis, which is an island in the south. Really cool. And now we are going to do the beaches of Sao Paulo State. Okay, amazing. Okay, awesome. I think that's a great plan. Especially, so are you planning to kind of put more information uh, specifically about Brazil on your website? Yes. yes, especially because of the pandemics, people are not traveling yeah. uh, abroad. A yeah, lot yeah. they are traveling in Brazil. So we, uh, it's the best thing to do now. And also because it's a beautiful country. There's so, <laughs> in, so many incredible places here. So now we're going to be in Brazil. <laughs> Excellent. So next time we plan a trip to Brazil, then we'll certainly use we your will. website and we'll, we'll contact you directly. We will definitely. Yes, sure. Not, not if, but when <laughs> we're in Sao Paulo, for sure. Could you um, tell people the your website again and maybe your social media if you want? That is estrangeira.com.br. Yes. And on Instagram is estrangeira. Viagens. That's going to be difficult. Yeah, that's going to be difficult. <laughs> we'll put it in the show notes. Viagens. <laughs> Which means, <laughs> fo like, fo wait. Uh, foreign travel. Foreign, foreign travel. Is that? Yeah, exactly. Viaje extranjero. Viajeros. Yeah, on YouTube is estrangeira. Yeah, it's easier. Thank you, Gabi and Fabia, so much for your time and for uh, giving us your insights on, on Brazil, on Barcelona, on your travels in general. Yeah, thank you yeah, so much to, to, to both of you. <laughs> yeah, well, and actually, as a matter of fact, sorry, go ahead, go ahead. So people go to Barcelona. It's beautiful. There's a lot to do. People are nice. You're going to have a great time. Well, and you're making the perfect segue for my next announcement, which is, <laughs> as a matter of fact, we're hosting a trip to Barcelona in May from the 12th to 18th uh, this year. So we are actually going to be doing a gay group trip. Um, we actually already have, I think, seven people booked on the trip. So we are going to be doing four nights in Barcelona, followed by two nights in Sitges. Um, so anyone is welcome to join. You can come alone. You can come with a partner or even a friend. So just definitely check out our website, twobadtourist.com, if you are interested in joining us it's um a gay group trip but are lesbians welcome lesbians are absolutely welcome <laughs> anyone part of the lgbt or ally community is welcome on this trip it's for everyone uh, it is for everyone so yeah definitely um and also please be sure to uh subscribe to our show here on con if you're not already um give us a comment uh click the like button you can follow us on all the social medias we're always at too bad tourist and David, why don't you give them a sneak peek of what is up next week? Next week, we're going to talk to Chris Diamond. He's the executive producer of White Party Global. So he's going to tell us about the long-awaited return of White Party Palm Springs. So we're going to talk to him about the party, how it got started. We'll talk about the legacy of White Party Global, the founder of White Party. He'll let us know about uh, the DJs and the music events that we can expect from this year's event. Awesome. I'm really excited for that conversation. Um, there's a lot of history, actually, with the LGBT community 
um, sort of the HIV AIDS crisis and, um, you know, fundraising for circuit parties. That's kind of how they got started in the like 80s and 90s. So I'm super excited. We hope you guys will join us for that episode uh, next Tuesday, same time, same place. And we will talk to you then. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you, Gabby. Thank you, Fabia. Thank you both. Talk soon. Bye. 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 Bye.